Good morning, Africa and the world at large. Today is Sunday, the 26th of June in the year 2022. And it is another time and another moment on our program, Sunday morning with Emmanuel Mensah. It is your divine right to know the truth, to set yourself free. Today, I'm going to speak to you on the topic, Is God Omnipotence, Omniscience, Omnipresence, and omnibenevolence a matter of contradiction in terms? I repeat, is God omnipotence, omniscience, omnipresence, and omnibenevolence a matter of contradiction in terms? We are told that God is the supreme being. According to the monotheistic religions, all the religions that we know, Christianity, Islam, and some of, yeah, we believe that there is only one God, one supreme God. And therefore, this God is supreme. But especially in the Christian religion, theology, which is the study of God, actually gave us clear attributes of God, what God is. And so according to theology, God is omnipotence. God is omniscience. God is omnipresence. And these are the three attributes that we know. But in some seconds too, there is one that is given. After some places, they give three and then they omit the, um, the, omit the omnipresence. But for the purpose of my analysis, I'm going to present the fourth. And so the fourth one is omnibenevolence. God omnibenevolence. And these terms could be bro broken into two. The first part of each of the terms is omni. And omni, is, uh, its rules is from Latin. It's a Latin word, which means all. So all, inclusive. And so omnipotent simply means God is all-powerful. All-powerful. There is no division of the power of God. And then omniscience simply means God is all-knowing. God knows everything, regardless of time and space. God knows everything. And then the third one is omnipresence. God is all, or God is everywhere present. God is present everywhere. And then the fourth one, which I have added, the omnibenevolence means God is all good. God is supremely good. And so we are told that these are the qualities of God. But as it is with human beings, we are more, more, of, the, more of the time, the majority of human beings are hypnotized. And therefore, whatever they are given on the face value from the childhood, we hold on to it and we do not question. My purpose is not 
to discourage you or to convert you from your religion into anything. I don't run a religion. But my purpose is to open your eyes and your minds to the truth such that whatever religion you, you find yourself in, you'll be able to practice your religion in alignment with the truth. Or if you decide to be a spiritual man who doesn't actually believe in any religion, fair enough. But I do not convert anyone and I'm not here to change you or to do that. Mine is to present the truth to you. And whatever you will use the truth is entirely up to you. The determination is to expose one another to the truth such that we will rise up. There is something that is more or less a lead on our minds. And it is only when we open this lead and set ourselves free from that bondage that we can actually rise to do great wonders. So uh, the world we live in could be likened to a group of people who have closed, been asked to close their eyes. And so they are walking through a field. On this field, there is you have beautiful flowers. Everything is beautiful, green and everything. The skies are bright. Everything is that the sun is bright, everything. And, but they've, asked, they've been asked to walk with their eyes closed. So what they see with their eyes closed is darkness. And so in that garden, what they are talking of is the gloom and doom of the garden. Even though they, they are walking or they were working, walking in the midst of beauty, the garden is well decorated beauty. Everything that you can talk of beauty is there. But because their eyes are closed, they are rather walking in the midst of beauty by living and talking gloom and doom. And so as they go, one of them, decided to be bold enough to actually peep, open his eyes a little bit to just to see why they have been asked not to open their eyes but to close their eyes. And when he ventured, what he was seeing was extraordinary beauty, wonders. But because they've been walking for all this while with their eyes closed, when this bold man made the attempt to convince his brothers, they rather saw him to be weird. So what he was describing to them, which was the reality, was something strange to them. So they were, they were actually calling him someone who was weird and they couldn't understand him. So that is how the world is. Every man or woman, we are all walking on this earth with our eyes closed to the truth. And so the few men who have been able to discover this truth, when they present the truth to the majority, mostly the majority sees these few people as weird and people who are not speaking the truth. But in the actual fact, these few people are those who are presenting the truth to the world. And so it is. Our world that we live in, we've been, we, we've been asked or we've been presented a picture of a God who is at the same time loving and good and at the same time vindictive and cruel. 
That is what we know. And therefore, we, we are with our eyes closed, we are not ready to accept anything other than what we've been given. But that is not the truth. So what I'm given, I am just one of the few who has stumbled upon the truth. And I've decided to share it with you, my fellow Africans and uh, humanity. And anyone listening to me, it is your responsibility, it's your duty to begin to look at these things. The only time that a man or woman is actually living as a human being is when he or she has started asking himself important questions about his own existence. Not what you are reading in books, not what you are being told by the leaders and whatever, but what your heart tells you is the truth. What your heart tells you is the truth. And so the situation I have presented, I also I want to present it in a different setting from the African perspective. When we were growing up in our days, we were told that when you were eating as a child and you sing, your mom or dad, someone close to you, will pass away. And that is what was put into our minds. So some of us, we grew up with this mentality. And I, for one, I grew up until I went to University of Ghana and I was reading philosophy. So we were doing African philosophy. And the lecturer came in and presented this thing. And when he started talking about it, that it became that, look, uh, some of us became uh, conscious of what he was saying about this. That it is not that you would die or someone would die, but it is just simply scientific reasons. And by the African way of looking at things, they put fear into the child and so you grow with this mentality even right now every if everyone anyone that has gone through this tradition will be honest with himself people struggle to even to come to terms with this that when you are eating you don't have to sing when you are uh, sh uh, taking a shower you don't have to sing if you do that something calamitous will come in into or to your parents so this is what we walk in and until you, you work on yourself to get rid of this, you, 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 are, you are trapped into this mindset. And that is why we are all in. We are told that God is all-powerful. All-powerful. All God is all-powerful. And the word all is inclusive. And if all-powerful, that means God, no one can challenge God. No one can actually be presented as the opposite of God or the opposition of God because all is all. And if we are to see that God, the omnipotent, there is another power that is fighting God omnipotent and his children, then this omnipotent God loses his quality as omnipotent because all includes everything. So it is up to you to begin to think about this. If you don't know, maybe some of these words were just given to us without actually taking us back to the roots of these words. And that is what I'm explaining to you. In the monotheistic Christian religion or your religions, omnipotent, it simply means all-powerful. The omni in Latin is all. So 
omnipotent is all powerful and if god is all powerful there can never be any other power that will oppose him the moment or the very day that another power rises to oppose god then god loses his quality as omnipotent all powerful and so that is how it is so when we have been told that there are there is a demon there is a devil that exists in our setup that is fighting against God's children, then it means that that demon, that devil, has taken a portion of God's omnipotent status. And therefore, God is no longer omnipotent. So as soon as you go or you, you get up and you believe in this duality, believe in this duality of powers where there is an opposing power against the power of God, then you are negating the omnipotence of God. That is the truth. God is all-powerful, all that there is, and therefore he cannot have an opposing power. So in effect, you see that your belief, the belief that we've been fed with, negates the actual presence of God, the power of God that is in us. And that is, we believe in that there, are, there is a devil. There is something that is fighting against God's children. That is not true. God omnipotent, God will lose his quality as omnipotent. If there is to be an existence of a devil, that can fight against his children. And God's all-powerful status actually is questionable that he could, not prevent, he could not protect his children such that another power can come to torment his own children. How will you, be, how, why will you feel or how will you think that there will be another power that will come into your home and then override your presence and torment your own children? Then you become a bad father. And that is why we are making God the omnipotent, all-powerful. That there is a devil that he's taking the whole world. And therefore, because the devil has taken the whole world, God all-powerful is going to take all those that the devil has taken to his side into a place called hell. That is omnipotent has now conceived the idea of evil which is not true. God is pure. God is pure spirit. And he, has not, he does not know anything of sin or anything that is impure. So for God even to conceive that he's going to take his own children and a power that he created and put them in the hell means God has taken on what? Evil status, which negates who he is. The all-powerful God. So, my job is just to tease your mind and to bring your mind to this. The only way you can understand this is not by reading. After you've listened to me, I do, I'm not expecting you to see me, either, but I want you to sit down. Not what your religious leaders are telling you, but what you feel within you. Be bold enough and have an open mind and do this analysis. If God omnipotent is to have an opposition, that means his power is no more omnipotent. 
Today, as I'm speaking to you right now, we have only one president of the United States or your country, Ghana, Nigeria, or whatever. If there is anyone to rise up to present him or herself as the opposing president of the current president, then the president's power is questionable. He is no more overall power because that power has taken a fraction of his land. And it is the same thing. So we are presenting God as a deity that has lost some of his powers to a certain power called devil, which is not true. So this is where your own inner self, you need to speak to yourself and let God himself, that the truth that you get from within is the truth, but not what other people are saying. Religion is an organized religion, or organized business that men and women have used to control others. And if we are to even step back and go into history, in the olden days, men and women were not even allowed to read the Bible. God has prevented them. And men and women, those who ventured, were burnt alive. People have used the name of God to do all kinds of things. All these laws were changed. All these rules were changed, not by God, by men themselves. So the very fact that these laws are maybe made and enforced by men and women means this is the God of men and women. So the God that we are told that there is a devil that is fighting against it, that God is men and women's God, but there is the true God, and the true God is the almighty God, the omnipotent God that is, has the power over everything, and he is the creator and the maker of everything. So that is the first one. So, so long as you keep on holding this concept that there is a devil, then it means God, omnipotent, means something different other than the true meaning of this word. And that is why I made my uh, uh, title that a contradiction in terms. When we say something is a contradiction in terms, that means you've used a word which doesn't it will depict a certain meaning other than its real meaning so unless of course we are told that the omnipotent it has a different meaning other than what it means in the dictionary now the next one is god the omniscience god omniscience god all-knowing god knows everything god knows everything and the knowing of God is not only at any moment, but it is eternity, into eternity. So what was to come, God knew. And what is to come, God knew. That is the omniscience nature of God. God all-knowing. Therefore, God, nothing can happen on the blind side of God. God is not human. So when we say that God created his perfect world as it is presented in the book of Genesis, and then he declared it as good, including the man, the man that he created, God took it as good, and he took it away, and that was the end of the creation, as per the story in the Bible. And so for now, for us to come to have a concept that 
the children of God rebel against God, Adam and Eve did something and rebelled against God, and therefore God had to, God actually regretted for creating mankind, and therefore he casted man, mankind from the Garden of Eden and cursed us. It presented a God that had no foresight, a God that can only see the present but not the future. So the whole idea of this, this comes to defeat the quality of God as omniscience. God all-knowing, omniscience. And therefore, if we see God as God who has regretted for what he has done and therefore cursed mankind, that means God is a myopic God. He couldn't see well ahead what his own creation would be. But whatever thing that we are seeing in our world, God knows it because God is both, he knows what was to come and what is to come. Anything that is to come, God knows, for God is spirit. And so the omniscience, once again, as with omnipotent, it is you to question. It is just about you sitting down and do this simple, simple analysis. And it will come to you that the times as given to us, if we are to take what God is as presented by theology and other things, then these times actually contradicts what we have been presented. Omniscience, all-knowing, must know that the man that he has created and the woman that will come later will one day be deceived by a serpent, and the serpent was his own creation. Done. If this didn't happen, then it means God is a human being. We have reduced God into a human being, a man or woman that... He, he has no idea. He cannot even see what happens as soon as his or her own children get out of the house and lock the door. Or even when they are in their own room, then that is a myopic God. That is a human being's God. But the almighty God, the omnipotent God and the omniscient God knows into all areas of time. There is no time in God's calculation. There is no space in God's calculation. And therefore, God transcends all this. And therefore, whatever thing that will become will not, become will not be a surprise to God. And therefore, if one happened, as it was presented as Adam and Eve, sorry, if it is indeed true, then God would have known. God would have known. Because it is all-knowing, both forward and back. So this is the time. And as I said, my job is not to discourage you from practicing your religion, but my job is to open your minds and for you to begin to seek the truth and make your own decisions and make your own choices. We have to liberate ourselves. The goal that we set, the goal that we know, God is ever, everywhere with us. He is omnipresent. And that is what we move on. God is omnipresent. And omnipresent means God of everywhere. God is everywhere. And therefore, God cannot be limited. And that also brings in this concept of heaven and earth. Now, we are told that God is in the skies. And that is what we do. We pray to God. We pray into the air. And then we say, God, he lives somewhere. And even in the Christian traditions, 
or even especially in the Jewish tradition, God descends into temples. And that is when we meet God and we feel the presence of God. This concept of God reduces God to the state of a human being. I am in Canada living in my own room right now, sitting here talking to you. I cannot be where you are. And therefore, if God is somewhere that we have to pray to him, that means we have reduced God to who we are. That is a human being. That is a human being's uh, concept of God. But God is everywhere. God is spirit. God is everywhere. And therefore, for, the, the, for man, mankind to even to conceive that one day God will gather all of us at a corner of the earth or whatever, and then that place will be called heaven, and then there will be a place for other people that will be called hell for the, all of them to die there, then it means God is no longer everywhere. If God is everywhere, then God will be in hell. If God is not in hell, then God loses his status as God omnipresent. And that also brings us today that this hell thing and other thing is like we have been hypnotized. It's just like the, 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 the men that were walking in the midst of beauty, but they've been asked to close their eyes, so they are not seeing the beauty. And so today, as I am presenting this message to you, most people who are deeply into religion will find it difficult to even accept what I'm saying, but that is the truth. And this picture is a complete picture of what I gave in this analogy. It's, it's, it's a direct example. But God is omnipresent. God is everywhere. And that is why in the, in the book of John, the Bible, uh, we are told that God is spirit. And those who worship God must worship him in spirit and truth. So God is spirit. Spirit is everywhere. Spirit is the only thing that cannot be broken. You cannot destroy spirit. You cannot catch spirit. You cannot do anything. Spirit is everywhere. And that is life. So we are surrounded. We are filled and surrounded by the presence of God. That is the spirit of God. And that animates everything. Everything that you have around you everywhere is the spirit of God animating everything. So God is with you wherever you are. And that will be there. That is, that is the truth forever. So when you depart from here, you leave your earthly uh, temple, which is your body, you go back to God, who is spirit. You go into the spiritual world, and you become one with God. So this concept that God will one day push all of us into somewhere that we call heaven, and then others will be put into hell, and that, it is the human being's concept of God. If this happens, then God loses his nature as God omnipresent. For if God's attribute of omnipresent is to hold, then God must be in hell. And if he's not in hell, that means he's no longer omnipresent. That is the truth. That is the truth. And then the last one, which is the fourth one, is God omnibenevolence. That is God. God is all good. God is all good. There can never be anything other than good in the nature of God, or inclusive. And if this is true, then 
we, we, we have a very strong proposition to even destroy the, the, the concept of heaven and earth. If God is all good, supremely good, then there can never be an instance where God supremely good would think of taking his own children into hellfire. If that happens, he loses his status. His status. He loses this quality as God omni benevolence. God is no longer good because whatever thing that was described as hell is not the goodness of God. So when we come to all these things, you will see that it takes a simple thinking from your perspective, each and every one. We live individually. You have your own world. And the, the, that world is your main mind. And that is where you are a king. You are supposed to be the, the king over there. And think about these things. God, omnibenevolence. That is God supremely good. Supremely good. And if someone is supremely good, that means there can never be an instance where he would do any cruelty to anyone. And therefore, this concept of hell is something contradiction to the nature of God. The concept of hell is something contradiction to the nature of God. In the same way, the concept of devil is something contradiction to the nature of God as given to us by these four omini uh, words. Omnipotent. God all-powerful. All-powerful is indeed. God is spirit. And spirit is powerful in all sense. You cannot break up spirit. You cannot destroy spirit. And as we are told in, in science, that energy cannot ever be created or destroyed. You can only transform energy in the same way. And that is spirit manifesting himself, itself in another form. Oh, yeah, so energy, whatever, the spiritual, your spiritual state is the energy. All human beings, we are made of energy. Everything in the universe is controlled by energy. We are vibrational beings. And therefore, when we return, every human being will one day leave his earthly body. You return to your parent spirit. That is God. And you become one with God. It doesn't matter what you've done here. Whatever you will do on earth here, you accumulate what we call karma. You accumulate your own effect. And you suffer it here. But that doesn't mean that God is no longer loving you. God is the one that leaves you. If the spirit of God leaves you, then you are no more a human being. Let us, let, us, let us begin to do this analysis. God omnipotent is God all-powerful, and therefore he cannot have any opposition. God is spirit. God omniscience is God all-knowing. All-knowing. And all-knowing can never, can never fail to know what, what he's creating will be in the future. And God, omnipresent, he's everywhere. God is the, in, uh, the, the spirit or the formless substance, as used by Wallace Wattel, is the formless substance that uh, uh, penetrates, permeates, and fills the interspace of the universe. There is nowhere that you go that you will not feel the presence of God. The three you are seeing, that is God in action. The soil you are walking on is God in action. 
the air you are breathing in is God in action. Your fellow human being is God in action. So God is everywhere. And that is why uh, St. Paul said, even if I dig the ground and bury myself, God is there. No, uh, the psalmist. The psalmist says, if I dig the ground and go there, you are there. If I go high into the skies, you are there. If when I go into the belly of the sea, you are there. So God is everywhere. And these are the words of King David, the writer of the book of Psalms. So this is what we need to begin to work on ourselves, to ask ourselves this simple, simple analysis. And you will come to the truth that God has presented to us is more than what is more than that. God is all-knowing. God is all beautiful. God is omnipotent. God is omnibenevolent. God is omniscient. And these things, it is them just as they are. And it is you as a human being who is an individualization of this nature of God. And therefore, you have all these qualities. You are not going to hell. And no what you are not going to hell, but you are going back to God Himself. And one day you if you will be given the opportunity to come back to this earth to correct your errors. And as the Bible says, go to the ant, you uh, the sluggard, and learn his ways. And who is the ant? That is the nature. Nature presents us everything for us to use to understand who we are, and then we will understand God. Know thyself. Know thyself. Begin to quiet. Begin to think of knowing your own self. Who, who are you? You need to sit down and ask yourself, who am I? And it will, be, it will interest you to know that when you begin to ask this question, you come to realize that your own self, as you are sitting here, that you call yourself this and that and that, you are just the development of a sperm and an egg. So when the question comes out, who am I? You are a sperm and an egg. And these things is the fusion of the masculine and the feminine. That is God put together. And that becomes you. So how you came about is an invisible way of expression. And that is the beginning of the self-expression of God. So you are a spirit. And as you came, so you would disappear from this earth. Into the spiritual world where you came from. So we are all spiritual beings. Whatever anyone is doing as bad or whatever, he's only using the spirit of God negatively. And he accumulates his own pain here. But in the spirit, there is nothing as evil. Because they can never be evil in the presence of God. So as soon as you return to God, you are given the right to be part of God. Now, if you want to take, as the, I use the nature, I say go to the sluggard. Go to the, uh, the, the ant, you the sluggard. That is nature. If you take the sea, go to the sea and take any quantity of the seawater, bring it home. You can even decide to add color to it. Take it back and pour it into the sea. It neutralizes everything. And the water that you've taken and poured it into the sea becomes part of the sea. You, it will not remain the same color forever. It will neutralize to become the color of the sea. And that is you and I. In the same way, look at the rain. The rain, the formation of the rain is something that I personally always think of it and I say, wow, this is what human beings we are. We are spiritual beings. So the rain falls, the water collects on the ground, then the water evaporates and goes back 
condenses and forms clouds and returns to the earth. And this is a cycle. It's a cyclical thing. So we are all here coming here on several times, several occasions to, amen, contribute to the evolution of God's own movement. That is the truth of life. So no one is dying to go to hell. We are all dying, or we are all, we are actually, we are not dying. A human being never dies. The human being only transitions into another world. So you are never born, so you will never die. You are a spiritual being. A spirit is eternal, and that is why a spirit is omnipotent. You are the spirit of God, and the spirit of God cannot be destroyed. And if God is going to destroy his own spirit, that means God is going to destroy, destroy his own self which it is not. And therefore, this, this idea that we are going to heaven to enjoy and some people are going to, strive to, to suffer is something that every man or woman has to begin to question himself. And as religion has done to mankind, many rules, many laws, many things that have been presented to mankind, all of them have been changed one by one, one by one, not by God by men and women. And the very fact that these laws and rules are being made and changed by men and women means that they are man-made rules and laws. And these two are man-made concepts of the nature of God. The nature of God. Heaven is the abiding peace in your soul. That is why you say you are in heaven. Hell is the turbulence you go through on earth here when you are doing the negative or you are only thinking and doing negative things. That is the hell on earth here. So heaven and earth here are lived on this earth. And as soon as you leave the earth plane, you go into the beautiful and the wild earth. Nature of God. You go back to the nature of God. I was listening to a clip. And I don't know the man, someone was talking about heaven and hell. And he was saying that those who doesn't believe that there is a hell, all you have to do is to die and see what happened. Then I listened to the man and laughed. I said, okay, if you are saying that, unless of course you are, you are telling everyone, all of us that you have already died and you have experienced that. No one has ever died and came back to tell us what the, the experience. What people go on, they, they, they get the chance to get out of the body and they have this psychic or spiritual experience a little bit and they come back so whatever people are talking or whatever it is their own thoughts that they've i mean dependent on fda that they have brought back to fda but the fact is if god is to destroy his own creation then god is will no longer be the omnibulent god god will no longer be the all good god that is the fact. And therefore, this is the time you need, to, you need to take up your own responsibility and to begin to ask yourself questions. Know thyself. Know what I'm telling you. Know what any other person is telling you. Your own analysis and your own conclusion becomes what is truth to you. And this is that only when you go deeper into yourself and allow the spirit to reveal to you and you come to the point that you come back to the conclusion you come to the conclusion that i am giving to you to be honest with you because truth never contradicts truth never contradicts 
So God omnipotent, God omniscience, God omnipresence, and God omnibenevolence all shows absolute state of God. God lives in absolutes. And absolute means all. All means without exception. And therefore, anything, any concept that presents God to, uh, that there is an exception of his qualities or disqualities negates the actual presence of God and who God is. And so today, my purpose is to present to you and for you to begin to think about this. You are a human being made in the image and the likeness of God and given a powerful mind to use to think and develop your own understanding of life. Life is beautiful. Life is wonderful. And that is God himself running through us. And when you seek to understand your own existence, independent of what all other men are doing, this life will expose you, will open your mind for you to have the true meaning. So let us begin to walk in the spirit of truth. As I started, all men and women, per our religions, we are like the men that have been placed in a beautiful garden and asked to walk with their eyes closed. With their eyes closed, all they are seeing is gloom and doom. The only one man that became bold to break that and open his eyes, he saw the beauty and the glory of the garden, which is the nature of God. And that is the same thing we are presenting to all of you. This is challenging your religious beliefs. These are challenging your religious uh, standpoint. But that is the truth. That is the truth. And if you begin to work on yourself, you will see that you will practice true religion, but not man-made religion. And the true religion is spirituality. That is seeing yourself as a spiritual being, always in alignment, walking and doing things in alignment with our parent God. And when we leave this earthly earth, we will go back to our God, we'll go back to our Father and become one with Him. Just as when we take the seawater and take it back, it becomes one with the sea. That is the truth of life. So that is who you are. So God omnipotent, God omniscience, God omnipresence, and God omnibenevolence are indeed true. And God is all that. He is all that there is. He never share his glory. And therefore, there can never be anyone that will oppose God, that will take the glory of God. God is everywhere. He knows. And he will always know. He will always know. And he will always be present to be the active force, the active creator in all the universe. Signs that nothing will go without being taken care of by God himself. God is everywhere. And so that is my message for you today. And I, 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 it is my belief that this will inspire you. This will cause you for you to begin to ask questions. 
whatever you have been told, whatever you've been told, whatever you, you've been fed with, begin to ask yourself questions and seek answers to these questions. Let a man examine himself. That's part of it. Begin to ask yourself, who am I? What am I here for? Where did I come from? And where am I going? The where, did, where did you come from? All of, us are, all of us came from a single sperm and an egg. And that is the nature of every human being. You are just, whatever you are now is the growth of these two things to, up to where you are. And that is a spirit animating itself the way it chooses. So it is my prayer once again and my hope that all of us will begin to do this self-analysis. And begin to walk in the light of the truth to set ourselves free. Once again, my name is Emmanuel Kwejo Mensah. I am the co-founder of the Eagle Mentality Group. And at Eagle Mentality Group, we teach and propagate the information about the power of the subconscious mind and universal laws and principles. It is our dream and determination to raise a new group of Africans who, who think and do things in the light of universal truth, universal laws and principles, so that we will create a new Africa, a new Africa that is well-developed, that is continent that is soaring with all other continents and races. Thank you and God bless you.